Welcome. I'm Lisa B., and I'm so psyched you're here. Thanks for tuning in to this eco-psyched episode. It's go time. Welcome back to Adopting Daphne, a China adoption story. In our first two episodes, we made our journey to China and had a grand tourist experience. Now, we're about to accomplish our mission. We're off to Guangzhou to meet Daphne. woke early to bring our bags down to the hotel lobby and grab a quick breakfast before leaving for the airport at 6.15 a.m. with the agency guide. Many of the families in our group were having an early breakfast, too, in anticipation of moving toward their adoptive children today. They gave us a friendly send-off with good lucks all around. We look forward to reuniting in Guangzhou at the end of the week. We struggled with our heavy bags through the back exit of our hotel as the streets and businesses in front were closed for the city's 70th anniversary celebrations. It was a hot 15-minute walk from the hotel to our shuttle, and I was drenched by the time we took our seats. But the drive to the airport was a smooth half hour, and our guide saw us through ticket pickups and into the security line. This is where he bade us a fond farewell and good luck. Xie Xie, our friend. Thank you for everything. So it is Sunday morning and we are headed to Guangzhou where we'll pick up Daphne tomorrow. So this is my first in-country flight in China and it's been a new experience. My security checkpoint really did a thorough check of me. We got our pat-downs slash massages. So Steph is here. She seems pretty chill this morning, even though we're going to pick up her daughter tomorrow. We just need to get through the travel day. Pretty chill today. Just want to get this flight over with and then chill out in the hotel. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Looking forward to seeing a new city and we'll be there for a while. The rest of our group is taking separate flights. A bunch of them are on a train to the same province to pick up their children today. So everybody is going to convene in Guangzhou where we are actually going to be for the whole week. So we'll see them at the end of the week and everybody's going to have their kids and that's an exciting thought. Then we'll drive to Hong Kong and fly home from there. So we are on the second leg of our adventure after a great two days in the Beijing area and looking forward to new adventures with Daphne. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Flight CZ3000 
We just hopped on the shuttle to our plane, and it's a big plane. Two uh, seats on the side, which is great for us. So I get the window, Steph gets the aisle. We're all set, and then there are four in the middle and two on the other side. So it's a good setup, but it was my first time walking upstairs outside onto such a big plane, and the shuttle was packed. It was kind of a cool experience. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Channel Southern Airlines Flight CZ-3000 from Beijing to Guangzhou. You are warmly welcome to join Channel Southern We just finished our really good lunches on the plane. We had beef noodles, some sort of carrot salad. We had a little packet called Spice Girl. That's the only English on there, but it tasted like bamboo. Very spicy, very yummy. And we had a cup of yogurt, which the consistency is almost like a drink. So we sucked that out through straws as our dessert. And I had a mulberry juice and Steph had some water. And it was very tasty. About a half hour outside of landing, the air changed considerably, so the smog was starting to develop and closer into landing, visibility was very low, so it's a marked difference from Beijing where the air seemed crisp and clear. So we'll see how we do over the next eight or nine days in Guangzhou, how we're feeling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Guangzhou. The outside temperature is 33 degrees Celsius or 92 degrees Fahrenheit. Thank you for flying with the China for the airlines or team members. See you next time and have a nice day. Thank you. We exited the plane down the steps outside to the tarmac and into the air of Guangzhou. The heat and humidity took us by surprise as we gulped the air. It was like flying from Maine to Southern Florida in late summer. We boarded another shuttle and arrived at Terminal B to find a modern and impressive airport where our guide was waiting for us with a sign. She was a young woman by the name of Lee and we would come to depend on her kind disposition and help during our stay. With our bags in tow, we hopped on a shuttle with Lee for the 45-minute ride to downtown. The sights were much different than outside Beijing. We saw mostly slums here. Some buildings were 15 stories of dilapidated and densely packed apartment buildings with caged balconies, adorned with drying laundry. Conditions improved as we got closer to downtown, and downtown was much like any major U.S. city. Lee helped us check into the China Marriott Hotel a beautiful hotel, and came up to the room to go over paperwork with Steph. The room was lovely and would be a comfortable place away from home for the next nine nights. Lee left for the day, and the hotel brought a crib to the room for Daphne. 
Steph cleaned it and added some pillows and extra cushioning. Then the two of us went on a quick adventure around the block outside. We saw authentic Chinese shops and alleyways and eventually opted for a pizza shop for our first dinner in Guangzhou. And then we went back to the hotel and went to bed, anticipating tomorrow when we'd finally meet Daphne. Finally, the day had arrived, the day that would forever be known as Gotcha Day for Daphne and her new family. But alas, we had to wait until 2 p.m. to meet Lee. In the meantime, we had a couple items on our to-do list to occupy us. After lazily pulling ourselves together after a good sleep, we started the day with the stuff of lore. Steph had been promoting the China breakfast scene, at least the scene included with our trip, since long before our journey started. And it didn't disappoint. The buffet spread at the hotel was extensive and good and filling. All the traditional food was available, but what remains with me is the hairy strawberry filled with gelatin, also known as the rambutan fruit, as I'd come to learn. What a funny little delectable treat. And now I seek them out at my local Latin market. After breakfast, we visited the bank next to the hotel to exchange more money. Steph needed $1,200 in cash for Daphne's fees this day alone. We were able to exchange a maximum of $900 at the bank for no fees, and we exchanged the remaining $300 in the hotel lobby machine for a fee. The machine required us to scan our passports and enter other credentials to prove ourselves. It was finicky about the process, but Steph eventually got the rest of the funds, and I exchanged some spending money, too. We headed back to our room to pass time. I watched a movie with Steph out of the corner of my eyes while I gave most of my attention to a pressing work project. I had a lot of anxiety about being able to meet deadlines while I was in China, But once again, we found the hotel internet to be adequate for uploading fairly large files, though it took some time. And suddenly, it was 10 minutes before two. Well, the moment has come. We're getting ready to head downstairs and meet Lee, our guide, and she's gonna take us to get Daphne. Steph, oh my God, what's on your mind? I'm kinda relaxed, but kinda anxious too. I uh, can't believe it's all Pulling down to this <laughs> moment. It's been two years in the making, so it's it's almost two o'clock, so we've had a long time to think. So it's been a long day of thinking of all the things I've done to come up to this moment. It's been quite a journey. Yeah, and it's been 10 years in the making of your family, and the circle is closing. Yeah, this is it. And so we made our way downstairs and off to the Adoption Registry Center with Lee. We are at the Adoption Registry Center of Guangdong Province, and Daphne has not arrived yet, so we are waiting, seated, and we can see the elevators. It's kind of exciting because we know probably the next child to come through that door is going to be Daphne. There's no one else here waiting, so we didn't know whether we would have a zoo of waiting parents or whether it would be calm. It's pretty calm. Uh, do you need anything? Is it a passport or anything? Or anything else I can give you? Um, 
The room started to fill with adopting families, and one by one their children arrived. A family seated near us, a mother, father, and young girl of seven or eight, welcomed a new son and brother. As the young boy looked at his new family with trepidation, his new sister cried, Bellissimo, as she dabbed her tears with the thick strap of her sundress and then pulled her brother close. Oh gosh. It's like a little boy. Each child that came through the door might have been Daphne. It was almost agony. But then it happened. A woman stepped off the elevator, entered the room with a young girl in her arms, and quickly moved into a separate room. It had to be her. Soon after, they came back into the main room and called for Steph. Daphne was a beautiful 18-month-old child with an angelically round face and a full head of silken black hair. She was scared in Steph's arms, but she protested with only a faint cry at first as she stared at her new mom's face. Daphne's own face puckered and her eyes filled with tears as she tried to make sense of her circumstances. Steph sat with Daphne and gave her a small apple puff cracker that Daphne sucked on. This was her first solid food, and it occupied her as Steph finished the conversations with Daphne's escort and the registry staff. So they have all the eating and sleeping schedule here. I think you have more questions, right? We answered a lot of them already. Is she allergic to anything? The answer is always not found. Because Chinese people are just not allergic to things. Allergy is not a big problem in China. That does not mean that they are not allergic to anything. They may be just not. I gave her a care package. I don't know if they got it. I can ask her. And so it was. Daphne and Steph belong to each other now. And I watched Steph dab the tears from Daphne's eyes as they laid the first blocks in their foundation as mother and daughter. Oh, you like those. Here we go. We left the registry and Lee took us to a large department store, a sort of Walmart with several floors of necessities. Steph bought a basic stroller, a baby bottle, and some formula and rice meal. Back at the hotel, we relaxed for the evening. Daphne was too troubled to be hungry, though she accepted a little formula and a few more apple puffs as we talked to her quietly. Her cries were soft and she mostly wanted to be held and comforted. She slept soundly for 10 hours that night. It's Tuesday after picking up Daphne on Monday, and 
It's her first whole day. She had a great night's sleep and we went down and had breakfast. Daphne ate like a champ. She had mashed up bananas and some congee, which is basically a bland type cream of wheat food that she's used to eating. That and her formula. She wasn't too keen on her formula last night, but she did eat lots of banana for the first time and her congee this morning. And she seems to be in good spirits. She's even laughing and waving today. She's just a really mellow little girl. After breakfast, the three of us got ready and met Lee in the lobby. We headed back to the registry center for Steph's interview and Daphne's visa. All went according to plan. He's smiling. We spent another quiet late afternoon at the hotel while Daphne napped. The evening was relaxed too, with noodles and soup at a hotel restaurant. Daphne ate a lot of noodles, which made us smile. I was feeling the start of a cold myself, with a sore throat that would wake me through the night. Daphne also had a restless night, and Steph and I were concerned. She would only be allowed to fly if she was healthy. The next morning, Daphne struggled with breakfast. Her stomach did not tolerate the bananas, but she ate a lot of congee, the mild food she was used to. I was definitely in the throes of a cold and hoped we'd head out into the warm weather today for some fresh air. Liahuahu Park was a short walk from our hotel and surrounded a lovely lake with walking paths among tall trees with cascading moss. Speakers played music throughout the park. Men and women gathered around small park tables playing what looked like chess and cards, while others synchronized their simple dance routines for exercise. On the other side of the lake was an elaborate playground with colorful pull-up bars and ellipticals sized for adults. Kids, parents, and grandparents played alike. Next to that were ping-pong tables where men and boys were engrossed in skilled matches. There was even a small fun park with a little log water coaster a tram circulating above us, and go-karts whizzing by at toddler speed. And beyond that was a concert stage, with live music serving as a backdrop to all the fun. It was a hot day and Daphne was ready for a nap. We walked back to the hotel where Steph and I relaxed a little too before we met with Lee again later in the afternoon for Daphne's passport appointment. The appointment was brief with some paperwork and a quick photo. Afterward, we took Daphne to the hotel pool for what we suspect was her first swim. Steph dressed her in an adorable bathing suit and we all danced in the water. Daphne was not impressed at first, but she eased into enjoying herself, sharing her first laughs with us. We were refreshed and our spirits were lifted, and we all had a good night's sleep. The next day, we got up early to meet Lee for Daphne's medical appointment. What they do? Uh, what she didn't like was laying flat with her shoes off and checking belly and taking her heartbeat. 
did she tell you how she did? Yeah. Oh, good. It's okay. It's all over, sweetheart. You're okay. Um, head circumference. Do I think she's smart? Do you think your baby's beautiful? Yes. Is she speaking any English? Can she walk? Can she stand? Or she wouldn't do any of that here. So when she's upset, everything's after more shopping for necessities on the way back to the hotel, we headed to the pool to play some more. Daphne had a blast splashing, laughing, and even trying to talk. Our hearts melted. The following day, we went with Lee to the Pearl Market, or Jewelry Market, as the locals call it. There were many floors, brimming with stores full of pretty things. Steph bought Daphne a string of pearls she'll give to her on her 16th birthday. This would be our last outing with Lee, and we were thankful for her help navigating the city and Daphne's appointments. We, of course, don't know what we would have done without her. Over the next few days, we were taken to appointments and tourist attractions with the other families from our group that filtered into Guangzhou with their children. On our first day all together again, our new group guide, Xi'an, took us to the Folk Art Museum and then on to a local flea market. And the following day, we visited Shamian Island, which I was especially excited to see. The island itself is, is so pretty. It's so pretty. Uh, it likes... Uh, Park, like the park. This place uh, was a British concession in 1920s. So buildings on the island look like uh, more European architectures. We walked across a small bridge over a moat that gave the town its island status. The architecture and flora looked more like Savannah, Georgia than what I expected to see in China. In the center of Shamian Island was a promenade with paths for walking and cars. We were free to explore for several hours before we met again for lunch, and we came upon a church piping its bilingual service into the streets. We wandered and shopped and bartered on the island before meeting the rest of the group for lunch and then hopping on the bus to head back to the hotel. With some free time, I took the opportunity to stop at a small shop near our hotel to buy a few ornate teapots and fresh oolong tea to bring home for myself and as souvenirs. Uh, this is tea okay? This one for half kilo. How big is this? Uh, this one, 230 for half kilo. 230. Yeah, Each evening, our guide arranged a group dinner at a restaurant within walking distance of our hotel. We got up to speed on the other family's adventures and met their children. Great Americans come in. Oh, sour face. During one of our walks, I was able to talk with one of the parents about his family's desire to adopt. 
Today in China, the healthy kids are adopted domestically. So Chinese parents are adopting healthy kids. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that China's economy is much stronger today. Parents are able to um, provide for the children. So domestic adoption is much more common than it was 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. So the reason why all the international adoptions are special needs kids is because of the fact that the healthy kids are adopted domestically. Well, we did meet one couple who is waiting eight years. Eight years for a healthy, healthy child. You have two from Lithuania, so That's what right. led you to China? So a year ago, we were considering adopting again a younger child because our older kids were nine and 12 when we adopted them. Mm -hmm. And so um, we thought, oh, it'd be you know, nice to have a younger child. And so we um, started looking at younger children on the portal and open to any country. Uh -huh. And there was one specific girl who we felt like this should be our daughter. And she was from China. So the reason why we picked China was because we picked the girl. And then we decided on her. And then we started all of the paperwork for China. And she's how old? We were just about to travel to pick her up when she passed away. So we knew she had a heart condition. We knew that it was a very serious condition. We knew that. We did not expect her to pass away before we brought her home. So we took a few months after that happened to decide what to do next. We were already in the China program. All of our paperwork was already done for China. So at that point, when we started to look at another adoption, we would have lost so much time and so much money to go to a different country. So we stayed in the China program and just started looking at other kids from China. And so that's how we ended up with London. London, that's adorable. Yeah, so that's what we've named her. Yang Ning Hui, Hui. Is that <laughs> yeah, her middle her. name? That's her, no, no, that's her Chinese her name. name. Yeah, but we, we're giving her the English name, uh, London Grace. Oh, that's last, the day had arrived for us to make our way to Hong Kong for our flights home the next morning. Steph, it's the last day in Guangzhou. What are you feeling? Super excited. It's raining, though, so that uh, put the damper on travels. But I'm excited to move on to the last leg of our trip to Hong Kong, get Daphne home and settled, and to see my family. So you spent a little more time in Guangzhou this time around. Did you get to see more stuff? Does it have a different feel from when you were here adopting your son? Oh, I think it was less rushed, definitely less plane rides, so that's good. But I felt like we've been in this hotel room for weeks. But it's yeah. only been a week and two days. <laughs> it does feel like we've been renting this place for the past month. Um, so we're both ready to move on and yep. should be an interesting ride today. We're going to ride to the Hong Kong border and then swap vans and go to our airport hotel where we'll bed for the night and then fly out in the morning. So we're both kind of excited about that. In the meantime, both Daphne's and my colds progressed. Daphne coughed through the nights, which left little room for sleep for any of us as we hovered over her. We finished packing the room and met the group in the lobby at 2 p.m. We funneled into two buses bound first for the visa offices to collect final paperwork for the children. After about 45 minutes at the visa office, the vans circled back around to collect us, and we started the one-hour journey to Hong Kong. 
our van was tricked out with karaoke and lights. We made our song selections and did our worst impressions of Michael Jackson and Belinda Carlisle. We arrived at the border and each family dispersed into separate vehicles. We were to go through security individually and would reconvene at the hotel near the airport for the night. Okay. We went through two gates where a woman in a mask walked around our van with a laser gun to take our temperatures. We were surprised to get the all clear and we were waved on after a final check of our passports and other paperwork. By this time the sky was getting dark and we wouldn't see much of Hong Kong City as it turned out. We arrived at the Regal Airport Hotel, a modern and comfortable stay for as comfortable as we could get in our tired states. We checked in and met our group for dinner in the hotel restaurant for the last time. We all bid each other farewell, knowing Steph would keep in contact with the group over social media. It will be fun to hear stories of these families in the future. up early the next morning to make our way to the airport. Well, the day has come. It's go home day. It's early in Hong Kong. We're up. Daphne's ready to go. Steph's ready to go. Everybody's ready to get back to their normal lives. Well, I'm excited to get home, but not excited for the 15-hour flight. Yeah, it's going to be a long flight, and it's pretty cloudy and rainy here. Um, so far, the flight is on schedule, so fingers are crossed. At the airport, we exchanged our currency back to U.S. dollars and checked into our flights before grabbing an international McDonald's breakfast. Even Daphne tried some pancakes. As we waited at our gate, we heard Steph's name being paged over the intercom. So we just got a little gift from United. They just moved who was on the aisle to another section, so now we have the aisle and window and an empty middle seat for sweet Daphne so we're very excited yay united we watched movies endured some turbulence and bided the time as we willed ourselves home good afternoon ladies and gentlemen united would like to be the first to welcome you to newark liberty international airport where the local time is approximately 1.50 p.m. Finally, we landed in Newark, New Jersey, where we made our way easily through customs and to our connecting flight. Well, we are on our United Puddle Jumper flight from Newark to Baltimore. We're a little delayed, but we are so happy to be on our last leg. The air conditioning on the plane was not working, but we reminded ourselves that it was the final stretch of our journey. And then it happened. We landed at home. We are landing. We made our way to baggage claim where Dave and Travis were waiting to meet the newest member of their family. Thank you. 
Daphne's room. He's pink. Is she gonna like it? Yeah. Daphne, you want a blanket? Oh, that's so nice. Your favorite blanket. Thanks, Travis. It's my blanket. I know. Daphne likes hey, it. Hey, Daphne, I want that blanket. for sharing in this EcoPsyched episode. Visit EcoPsyched.com for more episodes and the blog. And don't forget to subscribe to the EcoPsyched newsletter for the latest on everything EcoPsyched. I'm Lisa B.